0: everybody, and welcome back to Life on the Vine. This is Jackson, and I'm here with Hutch. Glad to be here, Jackson. And we are, uh, I guess I always want to say live, but we're not actually live by the time this comes out, right?
1: That's true. That's true. But we're we're live in the sense of what you hear is what you get. Yes.
0: But (laughs) anyway, we're recording this (laughs) (laughs) in the Hannah C. Howard recording Studio yep and I'm really excited because I just got news can I say it yeah go for it We're gonna have Hannah C Howard here in the Hannah C Howard studio within the month
1: yeah, yeah very very exciting the most uh, the most famous person that either of us know will be with us live in studio in studio in studio and we'll yeah. be talking about lots of things don't want to spoil
0: what's to come maybe we'll give give a little bit more on that but we we will be talking about her upcoming book right yes yes yeah so and we'll be having a different conversation but that's not the conversation that we're having today today we're going to be talking about my favorite movie of all time care to guess what it is
1: is it Braveheart
0: it is Braveheart you already knew that
1: I already knew that my favorite movie of all time too man I didn't know that did you not know that no yeah did we
0: just become best friends? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's bound to happen eventually. Yeah. Uh, Braveheart. Okay. Why are we talking about Braveheart? Because if you listened to last episode,
0: you knew, because I gave a spoiler, what we're talking about, but we're talking about
1: freedom.
0: Yeah, that wasn't that was quite as epic as William Wallace. That's true. I didn't want to make the mic spike too much. Yeah.
1: yeah. But we it might have been Scott. more
0: historically accurate.
1: That's true. The movie is not. Yeah. I like the movie not because it's historically accurate, but because it it touches something, it touches my heart, you know? Yeah. Deep Very. In my. You know, it's got everything. It does. It's got action. Yeah. It's got romance. Violence. Romance. romance. Yeah. Beautiful landscapes. Yeah. Rain. So, so why? Okay. Braveheart. Um, huge theme in Braveheart is freedom yeah right
0: freedom Freedom. huge theme of our lives yeah right
1: yeah i think it's safe to say that freedom is a topic that people care a lot about yeah we we care about our freedom yes we do freedom right well i care about mine yeah I don't care about yours. Yeah. But I care about mine. So freedom, how how would you define when when you, th- you think about freedom and um you're to ask your average Joe on the street, you know, what what do they th- what does it mean to be free? What 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 do you think folks would say?
0: You know, I've been thinking a lot about that. And I think that the average person would say that freedom is I can do what I want as long as it's not kind of stepping on anybody else's toes, so you can do what you want, right. I can do what I want as long as you're not keeping me from having freedom, and I'm not keeping you from having freedom and I know right. you're not supposed to use the word in the, in the definition, but
1: yeah, yeah,
0: I think that's what we would would be the average understanding of yeah. what freedom is, yeah,
1: and I think that I mean. And I think this has been shaped by the, our, our history and by, you know, our, our Bill of Rights, Constitution. I Think about the, the ideals, the mm-hmm. American ideals of life, liberty, and the pursuit of, of happiness. And I think that that ties into what you're saying about the def- definition of freedom. It's that pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. It's that ability to live the life that I want. It's that um, ability to have the things that I want. Uh, I want the you know the freedom to be able to pursue a particular career path I want the freedom to be able to uh, live in a particular neighborhood have a particular house I want the freedom to raise my kids with the ideals that I think are important right I don't want yeah. someone else telling my kids or me like what I need to think what I need to believe what I need to do I want to have some autonomy I think freedom and autonomy closely connected yeah in our in our thinking
0: yeah I think so and I mean we take freedom very seriously here in these United States of America right but I yeah. think our definition of freedom is kind of a a skewed definition of freedom right because even within the definition that I gave you it's not really free fully free right right there's right. limits to it
1: yeah there's limits yes. Yes, I would say.
0: So, what would be? We've kind of said this is what the average person would think of when it comes to freedom. Mm-hmm. What does? What should the Christian understanding of
1: freedom be? Yeah, I think that's a great question, and so I want to, before I answer that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want. I want to, because freedom comes up a lot in Scripture, mm-hmm. and whether we understand it correctly or not i think it's a it's a the freedom that's brought up in scripture i think has been part of what's shaped our understanding of freedom in america and our desire for freedom in america mm. and and not just in america i mean go back to the magna carta and the conversations in britain i mean i the western world and which has been very shaped by christianity through the years over the last 2000 years I think has carried with it this idea of freedom which has shaped some of the rules and some of the ways in which our societies have been shaped and 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 then America I think is like a kind of a, putting a microscope on this idea of freedom and it's become like the central thing even though it's been present before but I think scripture has a lot to say about freedom and if you go all the way back to go back to Exodus And you have the story of God bringing people out of bondage, out of slavery, into freedom, into the promised land. And that becomes sort of a model, sort of a a type of what Christ does that we we see in the Exodus, the, the move from slavery and bondage to sin, into freedom as we are brought into a relationship with Jesus Christ. But I think what's interesting about that, and this is where I'll finally get back to your question. I think that what you see is that the movement is from slavery into relationship. And the movement is from slavery into a new way of living that also carries with it, if not obligation, at least a a call to some form form of conformity. Mm -hmm. So in the Old Testament, it's the law of Moses you know, the first thing that the people of Israel do is they come to Sinai and they're given the law and they're told, this is how you should live, right? Now that you've been freed, this is how you should structure your life if you want to live in relationship with the God who created you. Uh, as Christians, once you've been freed from bondage to sin and to death, the, then we are given the Spirit and the Spirit directs our lives in certain ways, but i think in some sense you could say that the christian idea of freedom is not necessarily freedom in the sense that we think of it as i can do what i want but it's a n- freedom is a new conformity yeah I, and i and i think the the thing that makes it freedom is that it's uh conformity to the god who created us and so it gets into the question of what is it that we were created for what's our purpose um how do we become most fully human in some sense how do we become most fully ourselves and freedom i think is the ability to live as we were designed to live freedom comes from uh, living toward the goal for which we were created yeah that's a a long answer to your question but
0: i i love that you went all the way back to exodus to kind of start our conversation with freedom and specifically christian freedom because if you follow that progression you have the deliverance from Egypt, right? You get the law, you have the wandering in the wilderness, you right. then have the right. promised land, which is kind of, to, to borrow from what you were talking about, like the purpose for the deliverance, you yeah. know, is yeah. God delivering and putting into the promised land. And then this kind of idea that we have a freedom of being able to do whatever we want, we see it's already pl- been played out by the Israelites yeah. in the book of Judges. Yes. Right? Right. And so right. the same ideals that we kind of are seeing as as far as what freedom is now, um was was played out. Yeah. You know, thousands
1: of years ago and it didn't turn out
0: so Great.
1: Yeah, it's fat. I, I, that's a great that you bring up Judges because the line that's repeated in Judges is there was no king in Israel and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Yeah. And that sounds
0: pretty much exactly like the definition of freedom that I just gave you, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And it doesn't, <laughs> it, it, it's not a successful venture into freedom, we might say. No, there's some
0: cool stories that come out of it, but it, it's not really the list, holiest of living yeah. uh, or the most, um, like you said, successful. Yeah. We don't we don't see uh, humanity flourishing in the yes. time of judges.
1: Right. So I'm going to I think this is super fascinating because we, before we started recording, we were talking about movies and there's a lot of movies that are sort of based in this idea where. Uh, it's it's a it's a future sort of post apocalyptic society where um, freedom has been taken away, and, mm-hmm. and I think of a movie Equilibrium, which uh, maybe if you've not seen it, it's it's worth a watch. But sort of they've realized that kind of freedom and, and human emotion have led to a lot of the the violence and disorder in society, and so they've found a way to kind of get rid of that and so they've removed music and they've removed art and they've removed sort of those those modes of human expression and freedom and everything is, you have to conform to to a certain way of living and thinking and the positive is that's led to a really peaceful society, supposedly. Mm-hmm. You know, supposedly peaceful. Supposedly. supposedly, air, supposedly. Quotes. air quotes. Air quotes. Supposedly. Um, but of course, in all of these scenarios, the heroes are the ones who are Seeking to bring back freedom, because despite the fact that it may lead to some violence, and despite the fact that there it may lead to some unrest, there's this sense that it's better to be free. It's better to then to not be free, right? Mm-hmm. So, so is, is is a Christian view of freedom? Do you, I mean, is is it saying like that that sort of a conformist society is actually a good thing? Well, like are, is, is Christianity? A, uh, it, is everything we've heard a lie is Christianity opposed to self-expression and freedom and
0: no so i th- I'm gonna back up too because I think that it gets back to our definition of what freedom is and if our yeah. understanding of freedom is ultimate freedom that we can literally do whatever we want then yes it may be confining right or it may feel confining right yeah but As I said, freedom is a lie in our last podcast. The reason that I think that freedom is a lie is because even though we feel free or we think that we are free, there's really no such thing as ultimate freedom. Mm -hmm. Like even being living in the land of the free, there are still rules that we have to follow, right?
1: Right. Right. Yeah.
0: You drive a speed limit. That is a restriction, is it not? Yes. Yes. There, I have freedom of speech, but... I can't say whatever I want. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, there's the expression that you can... The freedom of speech lets you say whatever you want, but it doesn't absolve you from the freedom of consequences. Or like right. it doesn't right, absolve right, you right. of consequences, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, But you can't yell fire in a theater. You can't... Can't say bomb on a plane. You can't say bomb on a plane. You can't threaten the president of the united states there there are certain things that you still cannot do even under the protections that the constitution gives you right right so the freedom that we still enjoy has bounds and has limits so we are not ultimately free even in the poster boy of freedom yes that is you know that america has kind of taken on yeah right
1: well and even beyond rules and regulations i think there's just the, the the physical fact of freedom right like driving the speed limit My car will only go so fast. Yeah. I can't drive 180 miles an hour, not just because of the speed limit and because I'll get arrested, but my car literally can't go that fast.
0: Well, you should buy a new car. Well, (laughs) my
1: car can't go that fast either. (laughs) What are you driving? Um, You know, there, there are certain there are certain external limitations on our freedom as well.
0: Yeah, I can't fly. You can't fly. Yeah. I wish I could.
1: I know. I want to be able to fly. Do you ever have that feeling where you get next to the edge of a cliff or something and you, you have this sense in the back of your mind somewhere that like, I wonder if I could actually fly. Like if I were to jump, I wonder if I'd be able to fly. Do you ever?
0: No. Usually I when I get to the edge of the cliff, my glutes start to tighten up and I <laughs> get a little sweaty. <laughs> I'm like, oh, why am I here? It's yeah. a beautiful view. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um But where was I going with that? Oh, that's what I was talking about. Freedom, right? So I think that if we have a skewed understanding of what freedom is and that freedom is this kind of, air quotes, ultimate freedom of doing whatever we want, we've misunderstood what freedom is, Mm -hmm. right? And so your definition of freedom, um, of kind of being... Throwing off the shackles of something and then going to a life of conformity that will bring out something better is, I think, a Christian understanding. But the the key to what you said is that is that by kind of living this quote-unquote conformist view, we are allowed to have that expression and express more freely. So right. the right. way that I've always looked at it is kind of like jazz. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Talk about jazz.
0: Um. Well, I know very little about jazz, but I do know that it's kind of like, I don't know. It's very free style way of, of playing music. Right. So it's kind of, um, has little, little or less structure than other types of music, right? It's kind of right, you're feeling right. the music and in the the um, There's uh, what, improvisation. There's improvisation in, in not it not just playing
1: it. the notes that are written down on the page in front of you.
0: Right. But if I were to go and try to play jazz right now, it would not be considered jazz, <laughs> right? Even yeah. though I was, you know, playing notes on a piano. Yeah. It's not considered even music, right? Because there there is no structure to it. So right. in order to be able to play jazz, you have to know how to play the instrument or you have to know how right. to be able right. to play. If you want to play jazz piano, you have to know how to play the piano. You can't right. just say, I'm a jazz pianist. I mean, I guess you could, and some people would call it art, but yeah. I don't agree with that. So you would have to be able to know how to play, play your scales, learn kind of music theory, so that you're playing in the right keys and all that stuff. Right, and then right. if you want to start to push the bounds of the expression or the rules in the in a sense, yeah. then you can, right? right. But you have right. to have that structure first right. to be able to reach the freedom of playing whatever you want.
1: Right. There's a, there's a framework in place yeah, in exactly. which you have freedom. Well, and, and there's a lot of, as you said, there's a lot of work that goes in. I mean, the, the best musicians classical or jazz have put in a ton of time on the instrument just becoming proficient in the instrument but also learning the scales and and learning to to improvise you don't just pick up a trumpet one day and decide hey i'm going to be Wynton Marsalis. i'm going to be able to you know improvise with the best of them yeah or, you know you you work at it and you practice and you you learn
0: what sounds good right i guess i mean i don't know i don't really play yeah no you but do but
1: yeah and and, and what you know, there's there's chord progressions as you go through, you know, through a sequence, mm-hmm. and you're playing over those chords, but you you figuring out what fits into the chords and, and what sort of um, doesn't fit, but in a good way that you know, some some healthy dissonance and yeah. But it's all it's all part of that framework, and it takes a lot of a lot of work. Yeah. So I think
0: in the same way, the Christian life is a lot like jazz. Yeah. It's a lot like sports. Sports is kind of another one that right, you can... Right. It has a framework, yeah. you know. You you can't touch the soccer ball with your hands. That's just part of the rules, unless you're the keeper or you're doing a throw-in. Yeah. But that's part of the framework. But once you play within the rules, you can kind of do whatever you want, right? Right. Within the rules. Yeah. And so I think that the Christian life is is the same thing, is that, you know, Paul's telling us that it's for freedom's sake that we've been set free. Right,
1: yeah, that we're no
0: longer slaves or prisoners to sin, but we've we've thrown off those shackles. And once we've been released from the prison of sin, there's really only two things that we can do we can either stay in the cell or we can Hmm. leave the cell, right? Yeah, Yeah. but if we leave the (laughs) cell, then we're walking into a world like we're walking into something else, and basically the way that we leave the cell is we follow Jesus. Right. So to follow him, you can't really follow him out of the cell and then go your own way because then you're lost. Yeah. And you just find your way back into another cell. Another cell. Yeah. Right. And so in following Christ out of the cell of, of slavery, we, we learn from him and we, we, we kind of learn the framework if you will, of what it means to live like Christ.
1: Yeah, which I think takes us back to the very, where we began and Mm -hmm. why all of this stems from this idea of repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. And this idea of the kingdom, this place where Christ rules and reigns, the idea I think that we see in scripture is that we are either in the kingdom where Christ is Lord or we are in the kingdom where sin and death and self rule and reign. Yeah. Like we're we're there's no there's no neutral territory. There's no Switzerland right in the spiritual realm. Yeah. Right. We're we're part of one kingdom or another, which means that we are serving Christ or we're serving something else. Yeah. And 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 usually it's self. Yeah. You know, a lot of the time it's self and and as a result we're serving sin. But I think that that idea that we sort of stand in this neutral Switzerland like land and we and we either like hmm there's the kingdom of god and hmm there's the kingdom of self and and oh, i wonder which one i'll do today it's like we're, we're there's just two kingdoms and there's a border and we're in one or the other yeah it's like if you're not playing soccer or if you're playing a game a version of soccer where you have decided that you can kick the ball out of bounds and kind of go wherever you want and pick it up with your hands and run with it for a while you, you have you have ceased to play soccer right right there's no middle ground where well this is basically soccer but i can use my hands it's like no this is not soccer anymore right if you want to play soccer there's a th- you have to follow you have specific to follow those framework. specific rules and the right. moment you st- you don't then you're playing something else and you're not really playing anything or you're you've invented something you're serving self right, you're, right. you right you've invented your own game which so is fine
0: it's kind of the same idea of there is no stagnant. You're either right. you're either progressing or you're regressing. You're right. never standing still. You're right. never just being. Yeah, that's not an option. Yeah.
1: Well, I and I think that one of the one of the questions that this conversation about freedom invites us to ask is is that question of like what are we seeking and what do we want to become. And even, even the, the age-old question of what do we think will bring us happiness? Because I, th- I think that freedom is tied to happiness. We want to be free because we believe that being free is what will ultimately make us happy. We think that if we have the ability to do what we want when we want to do it, that that will bring, make us happy. That will make us fulfilled. That will make us feel like we have value and worth. Um, Self actual 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 actualization. Mm-hmm. It's all about happiness, right? I, I and push back if you if you disagree, but I, I think it's all about happiness.
0: Yeah, I would even lower the bar and say comfort. Okay, because I don't yeah, that's, that's know fair. that we actually seek happiness all the time, but we mm. just seek to not be miserable. Mm. And I think that from what i've seen in my own life and what i see in in the students that i'm around a lot of what they do and a lot of what i do is a choice of not what's actually going to be bring, bring me fulfillment and happiness like they know that a lot of times work is going to do that mm, and like yeah. putting in work and yes i will be i'll have a sense of fulfillment if i do something and i do it well and i put in the hard work and i achieve it but that's also gonna be painful so right, I may just right. I'm I'll just save myself kind of the the yuckiness of getting there even though I won't actually gain the thing that I want if I don't go for it then at least I won't suffer
1: right right and yeah. so
0: it's almost like we don't seek happiness we seek numbness because mm. it's better than feeling bad and we I yeah. think that there's one thing that we may not all, always feel fulfilled or feel happy. And that feeling may um, leave us very quickly, but the feeling that doesn't leave us quickly is hurt and misery. Mm. And so we, that sticks with us Mm. way more than happiness does or joy or fulfillment or contentment. Yeah. And so then it, it, it becomes how, how do I avoid that feeling? Mm. Rather than That's how do so I gain yeah. that feeling? So
1: instead of seeking something good, we're trying to avoid something bad. bad.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I think in general though that it is kind of about our happiness. Yeah. It is kind of a seeking, and especially when we invoke, even if the bar
1: is really low. Yeah, even if the bar <laughs> is
0: really low, it's not misery, so it's that can, can, can check do right the hap- happiness box. Yeah.
1: Which I I think then getting back to where we started with America yeah. and the idea of the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. In, in some ways I might say that there is a Christian basis for that idea, but how we define happiness and how we define freedom then is, is where the two paths diverge, right? Mm-hmm. Cause as Christians, if we believe that contentment, we, even to stick with contentment. I mean, Paul talks a lot about contentment. I've I've learned what it is to be content in every circumstance. Um, knows that contentment and happiness is ultimately found in a relationship, through a relationship with Jesus. That uh, I think of the psalmist. I you know, happy is the one who delights in the law of the Lord. That happiness, fulfillment, contentment, all of these things are actually discovered as we live into the boundaries, the rhythms, the framework that God has set for us.
0: Right, but the way that we view it currently, we view freedom currently is that is confining.
1: Right. Exactly. Delighting
0: yeah. in the law of the Lord. Right. Right. Uh
1: No, thank you. No thanks. Yeah. Um but Which you know go on. No, go on. which which just goes back to like we what we end up conforming to is our own, our own law. Right. Right.
0: So we're not actually even experiencing freedom when we think we're experiencing freedom. Right. Because we're just we're finding another cell.
1: We're conforming to something else.
0: We're conforming to something else. Like there right. is no ultimate self enlightenment that that brings about this ultimate freedom. Right. 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 It, and I I think that. That's not going to be helpful, what
1: I think. (laughs) Yeah, One, this is such a... I I feel like this is one of those topics that is attached to so many other topics. Yeah, which I... Because... uh, Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Well, I I think that's a good thing that it's attached to so many things
0: because that's what we're getting at here. It's part of the reason that we talked about repentance. It's part of the reason we talked about consumerism. It's part of the reason that we talked about habits. Right. It's because... If we're always serving something, then even when we're unconsciously living, like we talked about in our habits, we're serving something. So how all these things that we've talked about in the past tie into this freedom, because it's only through Christ that we will be set free. Right. Right. And we're going to be able to make those decisions and we're going to do things that are bringing ourselves, but also bringing the world Closer to Christ, right? Right. Right. So, in in every single thing that we do, there is no middle ground. There is no neutral. We even talked about like what we consume in entertainment and media and stuff. And we talked kind of bandied about this idea of there being something that's neutral. It's like, no, it's either helping us grow closer to God or it's carrying us further away, right? Right. Yeah, I think so. But through the lens of Christ, We can process things that maybe even weren't intentionally uh, set out from the start to bring us closer to Christ, but we can see God in and through those things, right? So now we're experiencing freedom in kind of whatever it is that is around us, not that I choose to partake in everything that's around us, but whatever is around us, we can see God in it. We can see God redeeming it, reconciling it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think, and we haven't, we haven't even gotten began to begun to touch touch on this. But I think, freedom that Christ gives from things like worry, anxiety. Um, I think about H- Henry Nowen's article on on solitude, community, and ministry, and how being alone with God and hearing, believing, coming to believe that we are the beloved, that we are part of the family of God, how that frees us to be in community. You know, I, I think about how, how do we have healthy relationships, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. freedom is a huge part of that. To, to be in a relationship without some form of freedom, again, that comes from, I believe, a relationship with God, from knowing who we are, from being uh, having our sort of foundational value and worth set from something outside of us, like then gives us a freedom to be in community with people that will hurt us, with people that will... Not necessarily always give us what we need, but so many, so often, I think when we're run around in life, we're not we're not free in relationships because we 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 so need someone else to affirm me, or we so need someone else to give me what only God alone can give. Yeah, which kind of
0: brings us back around to Braveheart. The yeah. reason that William Wallace was in the movie was able to do what he did is because he had nothing left. Yeah, it had all been taken away from him. Right. Right. And so it was like what he could live his life with complete abandon. Right. And it didn't matter what people thought of him, how big of a bozo he made himself out to be, you know, or if he was ultimately killed, which he was in a really horrible way. Yeah. You know, um, if people betrayed him, it didn't really matter. It was a... Uh, he had a larger perspective on it because yeah. n- nobody could take anything away from him, and that's the freedom that we have in Christ right is I that that our our relationship with Christ cannot be taken away from us right. our right. worth in Christ cannot be taken away from us, and that should spur us to live with complete abandon right oftentimes it doesn't <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: theoretically it should yeah. well if we, if we actually come to realize and recognize the freedom that we have in christ mm-hmm. And but again to to receive that freedom and this is the sort of oxymoronic like yep, like the, the uh the jumbo shrimp of this. The, yeah. But like to receive that freedom, to receive that freedom, we have to conform. Right. Like we have to be conformed by the transformation of our minds mm-hmm. to the image and likeness of Christ. We have to receive the spirit, we have to um keep in step with the spirit, we have to be connected to the vine which kind of goes back to habits and repentance right. like it just it goes back and that but i think that that's the but it, and it's your jazz i think analogy is so important and so perfect because that is true of the christian life the way to freedom is not through kind of throwing your hands up and doing what you want but it's through the rhythms the practices the worship and scripture and prayer it's through the disciplines like freedom mm-hmm. comes through discipline mhm and i think that um I think that the
0: idea that Christianity is restrictive and because of disciplines and some things, one, it's, we, we have really bad examples of Christians living disciplined lives. And so it kind of is like, looks wishy-washy anyway. Yeah. And then two, um, we don't really want to do that, but I guess my point was being that this isn't a foreign concept or a concept that's exclusive to, Christianity of discipline bringing about freedom. I think it brings about, in Christianity, it brings about uh, what I would consider as ultimate freedom, not the freedom to do whatever I want, but the ultimate freedom in being able to live the life that I was created to live, be the person that Christ created me to be, that kind of ultimate freedom. Uh, But you're right. It's through discipline that we find that freedom. It's through suffering that we find fulfillment and contentment yeah
1: pick up your cross yeah die to yourself follow me yeah that's that's how you can discover freedom
0: yeah and if we are following christ out of that cell then we are following him through ultimate suffering yeah we're following him to the cross right and the only reason he went to the cross is because he was being obedient right you know so it's 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 through obedience too Yeah. So, if we're actually following him, and we actually look at what it is his example really set for us, then we'll follow all those things too, which are again the
1: disciplines. Yeah. Well, I think, and it's the it's the beauty of our sacraments. Think about baptism is this going under the water? It's it's death. It's putting all of these things behind us Mm -hmm. and then being raised to new life with Christ in freedom as we become, and the language of the body, like we become part of the body of Christ, right? With Christ as the head. You know, if you want want to talk about freedom and if Christ is the head, Christ is the one that directs the rest of the body. Like we are part of the body. So we're directed by the head. And yet in that, as we've been saying is where we actually discover freedom because freedom is not, what our society says it is. It's not the ability to do what we want when we want, but it's something far better.
0: Yeah. And I'll, I'll go back too because I think that what you said is sometimes uh, earlier in the podcast, you said that, you know, is Christianity kind of this way of conformity that's going to limit my expression? Right. right? Yes. And yeah. I think that living in by the laws of Jackson or by the laws of the world even in the quote, quote, freedom that it gives us, that is limiting the true expression of myself. Because if Mm -hmm. I will never be the most perfect that I can be, if I will never be the being that God created me to be without Mm -hmm. my relationship with God and without being perfected through Christ, how can I fully express myself? I can only express the fragment of Mm -hmm. Jackson that I am without God. That is the the fullness that I will ever be able to express myself without Jesus Christ is just the existence of Jackson and what I carry Mm -hmm. in this bag of skin. Right. Yeah. So and in my mind. Yeah. But through Christ and being able to live for him and have him renew my heart and have him renew my mind and have him perfect me in my being now I can fully express who I am. Yeah. In all of its glory.
1: Yeah. That's Does That makes sense? Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's great. So no, no. it's not limiting. Yeah. It's actually expanding. Yeah. It really, it really is. It's like the TARDIS. It's bigger on the inside, right? It's it's C.S. Lewis's Uh, The Last Battle, Narnia, further up and further in, the closer we get to Christ, the bigger things get, the more real things get. And it seems like you're going through, if you've read The Last Battle, you're going through the small doorway. It seems like it's confining, but then you you get through it and the world has suddenly exploded, and it's Mm -hmm. huge. The world inside is bigger than the world outside. The world of faith is bigger than the world outside of faith. And from the outside, it looks small and it looks confining. (laughs) but but it's real right and reality is always bigger than what is not real
0: You know, we we didn't just open a can of worms. We we opened the five gallon (laughs) bucket and
1: poured it all over the room.
0: Yeah, we sure did. We've been um. So I think that next week we should take those worms and go fishing. Uh, We can go nine million directions, as you can already tell. But how how do we use
1: the freedom that we have in Christ? Yeah. How do we use it?
0: What is what? So what? We got all this freedom in Christ. Now what? What do we do?
1: Good. Looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, and I just want to thank you guys for listening. If you would give us a like, subscribe, uh, leave us a comment too. Comments are really helpful. Um, and all this is really helpful for us but it's also really helpful just to get the word out to to others so people can find us if you're listening to us obviously you've already found us but you can listen to us on something else if it's more convenient to you we're on apple podcasts we're on google podcasts we're on spotify we're on stitcher or you can find us on podbean as well so again thank you from hutch and i Always a pleasure, Jackson. Thanks to Eric Baird for his original music that he has let us use for intros and outros. Uh, Thanks for First Presbyterian Church for letting us use the facility. Thanks to you, Dan, for letting me borrow some of your time and your brain. Yeah, thank you. And thanks again for listening. Have a good week. See you
1: next week. Bye. Over and out. Goodbye now. Goodbye now. Roger that. (laughs)
0: Uh, um, a little interesting.